As a small biz pro, I saw we roll Using procurement, program and control As a small biz pro, I saw we grow Using procurement, program and control I'm a businessman, yes I'm an entrepreneur Good afternoon, everyone. This is the Business Zone with Crystal and Gilbert Buchanan, your small business paramedic who works miracles when logging in on the air <laughs> <laughs> and, and gives his co host a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my co host? I am good. Our guests are already here. Beautiful. Both are looking beautiful. Great way to celebrate uh, Women's International Women's Month. Both that's what uh, I'm talking about. Business women, and so we're going to have a great show today. And um, it's uh, it's it's been a good week. How about yours? We'll. Talk oh about man, you. my week has been good. You know, you know, I'm doing those SBA Navigator uh, classes, and I'm loving them. You know, this one this week. We did the certifications for small businesses, government certification. So we covered SBA 8A certification, WOSB, which is woman-owned small business certification, small disadvantaged business, and the hub zone. And we also did some city of LA and county of LA certifications also. So it was amazing. So it's amazing. I was just reading one of the compliments I was getting from one of my participants. You know, she said... Mm -hmm. She said, I took a complicated subject and make it so simple and easy. She said, oh, thank you so much. I love it. <laughs> yeah, because 8A is one of those areas that it is very complicated. I think, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think only those that are actually got uh, got that certification are the only ones that really understand it. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I was I was very happy to hear that because, yes, it was complicated. And I try I try to simplify it in such a way. I have the, the, the links to the site so they could log in. They can go get eligible to requirement information and all of that. So they were happy. And then we did the hub zones where they wow. had to log in, where they had to uh, input their zip code. And it, and it tells them if they're in a hub zone or not. So, oh, oh they oh, like wow. that. Oh, okay. they love that. That was oh. beautiful. Yeah, they... So I'm trying to get more and more businesses involved in that because there are $500 billion in government procurement money sitting on the table that small businesses should be tapping into, but they're not. So, oh, okay. you know, I want to help them. And especially being, you know, this is uh, um, Women History Month. I right. want to make sure as many female entrepreneurs get tapped into those contract opportunities as well. So. So that was my week, Crystal. So I know I know you had a more fantastic week. <laughs> uh, well, you know, my week is this. It's, it's, I'm in a, a tax season. <laughs> I know. So, and I got clients that I have to be prepped and uh, ready for April. Uh, uh -huh. so, both, uh, so I've been working on that. Um, and a lot of coaching clients this week. I had a lot of one-on-ones and reviewing accounting documentation and accounting system, you know, QuickBooks for them or whichever platform they're using. So that was kind of it. Uh, yesterday, we too, on the community briefing, yes. we we had a uh, guest, uh, the 
Um, her name is Shannon um, Hopez. Hapez, I think, or Hapez, mm -hmm. I think it's her last name. She actually is the chief procurement officer for the city of Los Angeles. Oh, really now? Uh-huh. So, you know, they're, they're retiring uh, L.A. Bavin. Yes. And, and yes. they're bringing in the ramp program. Uh-huh. And so they're launching that. So that's- That hurts I'm my heart because, you know, I was very instrumental in, create, in helping to create Bavin, right? You know that. Ah, so in 1999, we are the ones who created that 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 platform, that system, and we took it to the mayor. And first, we took it to the general managers. There are nine general managers in the city, right? Okay. So they they were resistant. They didn't want to. They didn't want to uh, take on that platform because they didn't want to share opportunities with small businesses. So. We got the mayor involved, and the mayor, okay. the mayor whipped them upside their heads and forced them <laughs> to use it. So, so they had to use it, and then they fell in love with it, and and now they're graduating it. So, well, I think that I, I think they're taking the core of what you guys did for for the Baden, yeah. and I think they're expanding. So, what they've done is they um, are bringing all the this. Uh, I think there's right now there's 21 partners. Uh, that now will be uh, listing all of their procurement opportunities on that platform. So Cedars was the very first one. Cedar Sinai House oh, really? was one of the first one. Uh, the NFL is on there. Um, there's um, so they're bringing in they're bringing in private partners. So they're doing the public private partner partnership, which is good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. So they're they're setting them up so that they're all so you will find all of the opportunities in one platform. So they're reaching out to make sure that other private partners are also listed under there. I think CBS is is a number of them. So I think they just just took what you guys did uh -huh. and they're adding to it to make sure. And one of the things is trying to make sure that it's not cumbersome when right. it comes to uh, small businesses or entrepreneurs. And so I'll have to share the, I think I shared the video with you or if I didn't, I will. Yeah, I don't um, think you did. So yeah, I'm yeah, looking I'm forward sharing. to that. It's on, of course, on um, our, our uh, YouTube channel, but uh, I think it's gonna be benefit. But Good. the one thing is making sure, and we and we spoke. We wanted to make sure that because you know sometimes there's a lot of talk mm -hmm. and and not a lot of action when it comes to actual uh, entrepreneurs or, or entrepreneurs of color, black color yeah. actually, <laughs> and, and them getting those opportunities. Everyone can be listed, but that doesn't mean that you're going to actually get any contracts. And so yeah. uh, that was a question that uh, Robin Billups asked. Uh, being that she's been in procurement for such a long time uh -huh. is, is we, you know, it's fantastic to have a platform, but if the platform is not really helping the um, business owners find and be able to apply for the, the opportunities, then the, you know, it's not, there's not going to be any success. Right, right, right. Um, so, so that was kind of the conversation. And, uh, so I'll share that with you. I think, I, I hope so. Hopefully it'll be uh, for the benefit and, you know, and everybody will benefit from it. Well, they, you know they, how it is, you know, it is with those, uh, government programs. If, you know, if they're not functioning, we're going to keep pounding on those doors, making a lot of noise. And, you know, they say the squeaky wheel gets the grease. So 
We'll make a whole lot of noise saying, hey, this procurement program is not helping small businesses. When was the last time a small business get a contract out of this? We're going to make all, all kinds of noise. Well, and as, and as we should. Yes. <laughs> and as we should. That's how we got to get things changed. You remember, Crystal, you remember on this show, we made a lot of noise with that Wells Fargo president talking smack about black people. You're right, exactly. <laughs> and then they got, they, they got guilty and decided to give the Urban League a million dollars Oh, this is for you, black people. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, it is the squeaky wheel. So we let her know that those those things would be taking place if if uh, um, we would be bringing them back to the platform to, yeah. to address it. We also talked about some roundtable conversations, Good. fire chat conversations, and bringing those of us in the community. And I, and I let her know that there are many of us that are priving, uh, providing a lot of tech service and assistance yeah. for the small business. We recognize yeah. that during the pandemic that, uh, and we also know that a lot of our businesses were not ready, but however, we, during the pandemic, we have addressed a lot of that. So yeah. now they can't use the excuse. They're not ready. Cause we no. know for one thing, we know everybody got a license with the, with the state of California, with the yeah. state of Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> Well, invite me to those round tables because I'd like to be a part of it. You know, I'd like to put my little two cents in and see if it if it moves the needle any. So, well, uh, oh, for sure, for sure, this is something. <laughs> it's a community. That's what yes. the whole thing is about. Uh, hello, Michael Browning. Welcome. Glad to have you. And I am excited about our guest, Gilbert. I tell you, uh, these two ladies, I, I, you, um. Uh, Michelle Morbell, you know, she's been watching uh, the Business Zone for a while. And we're celebrating 40, her 40 years in business. All righty then. <laughs> Congratulations there, Michelle. See, you got you got a, a supporter already, Michelle. She's saying uh, uh, from, from Frilly Fru Fru said, hello, everyone. Joyful joys. Happy to be here. Shout out to special Miss Michelle Bell. So you got your supporters already, and you haven't you haven't even been on camera yet. So, <laughs> so, so this is good. And, and Michelle and I have been talking about this for some time now, and she was she was waiting for this opportunity to come along uh, before she would come on the business zone. So I am very pleased uh, that we are here, that she's here. And then we have Miss Selena Thomas, and I just had a wonderful conversation with her. I love talking to people who are just as committed to the small business population as you and I are, Gilbert. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, we, I we are a special breed. <laughs> <laughs> so I truly, truly enjoy talking to her. So you guys will too. So yeah. we're going to bring uh, Michelle on first and then, um, and then we're going to bring Selena and then we'll both be able to talk to both of them. Um, together before we end the show oh yeah so but yeah so basically <laughs> for those of you that are uh, out in the audience you are tuned in to the business zone with crystal and gilbert buchanan your small business paramedic and my co-host got frozen a little bit so we're gonna wait for her to come back on what we'd like to do is to let you know what this show is all about the business zone is a platform for small businesses we help provide advice coaching support and information so small businesses can use that information to help in their growth their development and to prosper 
We know we just went through a pandemic in 2020. So with what we're offering, we're helping you guys to climb out of that pandemic. Help yourself to be contract ready, business ready, loan ready, nonprofit ready, grant ready. That type of thing we're trying to do for you. So this is an amazing thing. So is my co-host back yet? Not yet. My co-host is still trying to get on. Um, we notice every Friday when we're telling truth. You know, the man decided to interfere with our, <laughs> our communication <laughs> and try to freeze up my co-host. So I just want to let you guys know, if you see my co-host get frozen and you can't hear what she's saying, is because the man is messing with her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> can you hear me? Can you see me? Yes, yes, I can okay. hear you. All righty. So, uh, yeah, some, some craziness. I, last week it was my spectrum. It decided this to drop off at this time of the day. Uh, so something weird is happening. But hopefully, uh, at least uh, you guys will be there. Good morning. Good afternoon, Camilla. Camilla? Yeah, Blair, welcome. So with that, we're going to bring on Miss Michelle and we will get this show on the road. Hello. Hi. Hello there. Looking wonderful. Hello, Gilbert. Thank you. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We're so happy to have you on the business zone. And we can't wait to, for you to impart some of the wonderful knowledge to our population. It's my and pleasure to be here. And thank you and Crystal for the invite. Well, we're so happy. You know, I've been wanting you on this show for a while. And yes. So glad to have you here. Um, and congratulations on 40 years in business. That is a, that's, uh, that's amazing. That's, 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 a mile, that's a milestone. And Michelle, you know, you know what that means when, when you've been in business for 40 years, you know what category they put you in, right? What? That you are now a legacy business. Okay. Okay, so, okay. So that means you've been here from the beginning of time and you can share a lot of wisdom to up and coming entrepreneurs. And that's what I like to do. I like to mentor, <laughs> I like to inspire others. And so, your wonderful guests are, 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 are shouting out, giving you shout outs. We got Diane Lane White saying, Hello, Michelle Moore Bell. How are you? Those oh, wonderful. Hard. That's my niece. I have a great support system out there. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so we want to welcome you. So a little bit about, and she and Michelle will give you more of her bio. Um, she's been in uh, the beauty business for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And she, um, in addition to, to having her own salon called Salon First, uh, Salon 21, right? Yeah. Yes. Salon 21. Yes. And she also um, runs a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. Um, in in the area of health and wellness, right? Breast cancer, yeah, breast awareness. health awareness. Yes, right. And she get she provides, uh, puts on, or she has prior to the uh, pandemic, an annual um a conference that is uh, supporting women and breast cancer and and breast cancer awareness. I've been to a number of them. They were pretty awesome. Uh, so that's um. And she's been in the Los Angeles community, born and raised here, or? No, born and raised in Muncie, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. How long have you been in Los Angeles? Since 1978. A All long right. time. <laughs> so, so you're no longer considered a transplant, right? You're, no, no. This is my home, and I love L.A. 
<laughs> well, so, thank you for being on the business zone today, Michelle. Thank you. Thank so you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, Michelle, how you uh, got into business. And uh, I'm sure you must have a passion for the beauty industry. And, uh, and now everyone that knows this about me, I always say there's certain industries that Black people can excel in just because <laughs> that is an industry that we spend a lot of money in. Yeah. And the beauty industry is one of those and um in the entertainment and sports but especially the beauty industry because me personally no one else can do my hair but another black person because they're the only people that can understand my hair <laughs> so uh so i want to commend you one being in that industry for such a long time and i and being successful in that industry so tell us a little bit more about how you got in it and just just who you are and what does it take to be in business for 40 years? Yes, well, I am a 40-year veteran in the hair and beauty care. I'm an industry consultant, an industry expert. I love the business. Uh, I got started one time I was at my hair salon and I was talking to Roddy Staten about the industry. And he shared some information with me and I decided to quit my job a huge aircraft at the time and attend cosmetology school. Wow. And it was the best thing I could have ever did. Wow. And I'm just so grateful to God for giving me the ability to make a difference in the lives of others. I mean, I love helping others. I love inspiring others. That's why I started my business. But cosmetology school just showed me a whole lot uh, that the sky is the limit in the beauty industry. It's a billion dollar industry, as you had mentioned, Crystal, a lot of money. But you truly have to love helping people. You have to have a passion. You have to have a vision. Imagine what you could do in this industry because the sky is the limit. There's plenty of opportunities. You can go all over the world. You can work anywhere. And uh, I'm just so grateful that I had a vision to open my own salon, Salon 21. I owned and operated Salon 21 for 23 years. It was a great place for people to come and learn and grow and build their clientele. So that, that got me excited, just seeing people grow. They would come in one way, but in a couple <laughs> of years, they were totally different. They were inspired, they were successful, and, and they, they made good money. So um, it was about, I say, 12 years ago, God gave me another dream. He fulfilled another dream. I'm still inspiring women. I'm still servicing my clients. I love retailing because even with retailing, that's an opportunity to help people. And I think anyone who is in business, especially in the beauty business, you must retail because you want to provide everything that your clients need. Mm -hmm. And it has given me an opportunity to mentor. Also, I love doing more than hair. I love, love touching people. I love networking. I belong to several different organizations. And as you had mentioned, 
God had put in my spirit, I have given you the ability to make a difference in women's lives, both inside and out. And that's when I started the nonprofit, the wellness group. We have a great board of directors and we do host an event every year. We were blessed last year where we could host it at the Whippendale. We had a garden event, Ooh. but it's a free event. And we just want to inspire women to take care of themselves, to be aware of breast cancer, of breast health awareness, so that you can just stay strong and just stay on top of your health. So uh, I love the industry. I love being an entrepreneur. I love sharing. And um, that that's, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, interesting. Um, years ago, uh, I have a business partner and she and I were going to um, open up a men's grooming salon. And yeah. so in prepping, prepping for that, we, we visited a lot of uh, uh, salons, day, care, day spas, because that's kind of what it was. It's going to be like a day spa. And but for men, the pop, the, the clientele was going to be for men. And I would go to in Vegas. I was all, we were all over the country going to uh, events and it, it I was shocked. Generally, it was just she and I, or maybe a, maybe a sprinkling of Black people at these conventions. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> there's, a, there's a beauty supply on every corner in Los Angeles. And I imagine the same thing in other, in other cities and states as well. But we were not well represented. And one of the things that I noticed in our journey and in our visits that... Um, majority of the other salons had retail. That was really how they made the majority of their money because, uh, you know, if you're in um, white uh, uh, salons, they come get their hair cut and colored probably every six weeks or or, ever, or, right. or more, right? Whereas in black salons, they are, you are there every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Right. But the price tag is if you if you know back in the day, I remember when you get your hair pressed and curl, you weren't paying a lot of money. It's 20, 30, 40 dollars. You know, weaves came along and it was a lot of money in that. Um, but the retail is is the moneymaker uh in, yeah. in the beauty in the hair salon, isn't it? Yes, you, you must retail and add-ons, add-ons, services, and retailing. It so comes right. with it comes with the career. Do you sell sell products then, Michelle? Yes, everything, everything for your hair, face, and body. Okay. Satin pillowcases. You need to sleep on the satin pillowcase. We have it available for you. We don't want you to have to leave and drive and maybe not get the right product. We have it for you. Right, and also the fact that when you leave your the shop, you are salon perfect. So now when you get home, how do you maintain and keep the salon perfection? <laughs> you have right, to have right. the same products that you guys are using. Right, I, I exactly. Never, I never understood that. It's like, why would I would even go to my own hair salon? Where's the products? <laughs> why aren't you, especially because I would get my hair braided or I'd get a, my weave. It's like, uh, y'all need to be selling hair. You need to be selling all of the products that go along with maintaining hair. I shouldn't have to go to a beauty uh, supply store and say, okay, what do I do with this? I should get all of that from the person that actually did my hair. Exactly. We have it for you. I want to tell you, too, when I left cosmetology school, 
uh, what my instructor told me not to do, I did it. He said, do not go out and rent a booth. Go into a commission salon. No, I didn't do that. So, but I we do have a lot of nice black shows like in Atlanta um, and here in LA too. Uh, but I was at the uh, Ambassador Hotel mm-hmm. and there I saw Simply Raw Hair Designers. I said, I want to work with them. That's the type of work I want to do. Okay. I called Simply Raw, LaFay Davenport. She took me to a breakfast interview. She hired me and that changed my life. That wow. changed my life. I was with Simply Raw for two and a half years. And then I, I left there, went out on my own for two years. And then I opened my own salon two years after that. Well, wow. So Simply Raw was in on Wilshire or that? Uh, well, we Wilshire? started out on Santa Barbara at that time, which is now okay. the King Boulevard. And we moved to Wilshire, Wilshire and Dunsmere. There were yes. 16 stations in there. And boy, was that fun. Just learning, growing. Even the Faye asked me to give an add-on class. Wow. She said, Michelle, you're doing it. You got to give an add-on class. But uh, even, uh, I knew I had something too. I really didn't know it was in me to do hair because I went to the beauty salon every week. And I was into makeup. I was into skincare, fashion, modeling. But I never thought the beauty industry as a career for me. But when I got into it, I I just loved it. Uh, I love it. Michelle, it's amazing how you started out working for the man. And when we start when we start out working for the man, we think it's a good thing. We start feeling, okay, there's some level of security. Then we start finding out there's not much happiness there. And that's what happened with you. You didn't feel the level of happiness that you wanted. So you divorced the man. And after you divorced him, exactly. <laughs> after you divorced him, you take on your own your own thing as an entrepreneur and look how much happiness it brings you. And, and when I did that, it, they found ahead. out. They said, and he was there, Craft, they sent me a letter. Either you return or we're going to terminate you. Because they found out she has no plans of coming back here. Exactly. My desk was cleaned out. I had no plans <laughs> going back there. And but I, I resigned. I did yes. not give them the satisfaction of exactly. terminating me. <laughs> and and but, I've just been so happy. But I will have to say this. So I, when I when when I decided I was going into my own and starting my own business, and I I had a as as Gilbert calls him the man job. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, with the man job, you had your benefits, you had you know a decent salary and everything. So when mm-hmm. I was leaving, my mom was like, "Are you crazy? <laughs> you giving up a, a guaranteed paycheck?" And I was like, "This, yeah, I gotta." Find Follow my dream, Mom. I, I just have to follow my dreams. So I assume that's what you had to follow. I, I had to follow my dream, right? And at that time, uh, my boyfriend, who became my husband, he believed in me. Right. Uh, I told him I was going right. to quit my job. Yeah. And go to cosmetology school. Yeah. Forty hours a week for ten oh, months. Yeah. Oh yeah. And see, and the thing he is, said, okay. The thing okay. is, working working at Hughes. 
your paycheck was limited. There's a there's a ceiling to what you could make there. But becoming an entrepreneur, You're, it's unlimited. It's, <laughs> it's unlimited. It's unlimited. You are so right. And all you have to do is see it. Oh yeah. Just have a vision. Just oh, see yes. it. Right. And bring others along with you. And the creativity. I mean, you actually went into an industry that is full of creativity, creativity. coming yeah. up, creating a new, um, you know, whatever vision that the customer or your client had. I, um, I always marvel at a lot of the inventions in the hair industry. Uh, and a lot of it is because of the, the hairstylist that's doing the hair. And you're like, well, maybe I could do it this way or maybe I could do it this way. <laughs> and, it, and it reminds me especially the very talented artists that are out there. Uh, I would and I see you have Madam CJ Walker on the on your back wall over there. I was going to talk about her. <laughs> I was right. going to talk about her too. <laughs> yes. I'm sure that's your mentor, your guide, your inspiration, right? He's one of my inspirations. Just to know what she did back then. Yes. She yes. was Mary Kay before yes. Mary Kay. That's and right. Exactly. She was that's Mary right. Kay. Oh, Oh my gosh. That's yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. And she did similar, you did similar to what she did because she stepped out. She going, hey, I'm not going to work for the man. I'm right. going to step out and do my own thing. And yes. she was just phenomenal. You know, that yes. determination. Yes. Yeah. And she was about helping others. Yeah, yes. right about helping the others. I know my mom was a, 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 a in the hair business as well. She, in fact, um, she was one of the very first. My grandfather actually built an, 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 uh, a hair salon for her in Tennessee. She was in Memphis and she had gone to school in Memphis and uh, everybody else was going to college and her thing was hair. And so they he, he opened up her, her salon and, and uh, when she moved, when we when she migrated to the north to New York, um, she uh, that's how she did her. She was a nurse. And she did her hair on the side. That was her. That was how we ra raised. Ooh, uh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that was. She had people in the, and that's when you did the, the the straightening comb, and they were in the kitchen, and Easter, and all the holidays, and weddings, and all that sort of stuff. She never was in a shop in New York, but she had yeah. her. She did it at home. Yes, and you mentioned uh, she was a nurse. I wanted to be a nurse. And you know, when I went to cosmetology school, we had to wear white uniforms. <laughs> I had the opportunity to wear my white nurse uniform. <laughs> you, you know, I remember that. I remember that back in the day, Michelle. I remember that because yes, I used to see yes. these women wearing white. And, you know, I said, are you guys a nurse? No, we're in cosmetology school. I'm going, what? That's yeah. me. I like that. That's that's different, you know. I liked it too. Yeah, it yeah. was professional. It was clean. And yes. can I read two comments that my instructors wrote in my sure. memory book? Sure. This was 1982. One instructor, Michelle, you are very enterprising. You have a successful future ahead of you. Good luck, S. Michaels. Wow. That set my, my spirit on fire. It's wow. like, wow. <laughs> and this is what the other one said. Michelle, good luck to you. You are one of the most completely competent people we have ever had here. Love you. And mm. when I read that, I knew then I had something. You That's know, I right. had yeah. something where I could, you know, be successful, help other people. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just really great. I remember one time I was at my salon. 
I had been there since 8 a.m. It was 12 midnight. It's like, wow, it's midnight. And I'm not even tired. I'm still <laughs> happy, feeling good. So Harrisdown, it's a lot of fun. You're in the in the salon long hours, but it's so much fun. Yeah. It's just it's just like with Crystal and I. When we're doing the things we do for small business, it's like there's no no late night. There's a, we just keep going, 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 going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no clock yeah. or anything. So That's sometimes people. I remember one time someone said, "What keeps you up at night?" So I was thinking that they mean something negative. <laughs> I mean, my business keeps me up at night. That's about it. Me thinking about it, how I can improve, but nothing else. I'm not worried about anything. But your business, your entrepreneurship, your spirit, your passion can keep you up all night. Yes. It definitely can. What would yes. you say you would say was your secret for being in business for 40 years? And and as Gibble said, you truly are a legacy business because you've been you were, you stood the test of time. Yes. Um, you know, there's statistics that say that that businesses, uh, if you get past that seven years or yes, yeah, five years, the 10 years, right? Uh, yeah. Marker uh, is a pretty guarantee that you're going to uh, survive. But, you know, the first five years, you know, it's a, it's a crapshoot, man. <laughs> Whether or not you're going to be in business. So what has been your secrets? Well, I said you have to have that energy at all time, that joyful spirit. You have to have the passion to change. Uh, you can't keep everything the same. You have to get out there, let people know about you, what you're doing. Uh, my business is built on word of mouth. I never had to advertise, but I would market the salon for me and the other stylists, but we never had to advertise. So as long as you're talented, you're happy, you're helping others to grow, and uh, it, it works. You communicate with people. I would tell the people who worked at Salon 21, this is what I need you to do. And we all will be successful. And when you leave here and open your own salon, I planted that in their mind. You will ah. do the same thing. And they did the same thing. That's I mean, because that's what I did when I left Simply Rock. LaFay, my mentor, she was my role model. Yeah. And I took what I learned from her and kept going. So as long as you stay happy and wanting to please people and educate yourself all the time, you're forever learning and growing. And I love to go to educational shows. And another thing is self-care. You have to take care of yourself too. you know, pamper yourself. You do to be pampered. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, that's pretty awesome. And you know, the hospitality, you you basically are in the hospitality industry, and it's so important uh, to have the customer service. I I was teaching a class the other day on that. If you don't do anything else in your business, you need to create an uh, a standard of excellence when it comes to customer service. Because with the hair industry, I can go to anybody, but mm -hmm. I'm going to come back to you. If I, all of my needs are being met. Yeah, if that um, customer service is there. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's the number one thing, customer yes. service. And, yes. uh, you know, we would we provide our clients with refreshments. Um, and I remember this when Bill Cosby, we didn't have a TV because I just wanted the stylists to concentrate on the customer. Michelle, yeah. when you get a TV in here, we got to watch Bill Cosby. And we brought <laughs> a TV in and they were happy. 
So yeah, that customer service means a lot. A lot of times, uh, you know, I will call my client if they have a new style, new color. How's your hair? How do you like your hair? Oh, Michelle, thank you for calling me. That's so nice of you. I love it. It's perfect. But yeah, I care about them. I check up on them and, and make sure they're happy. They're satisfied. If not, it's my job to make sure they are satisfied. And I'm willing to do it. In the business coaching and professional services business, we call that making your clients fall in love with you. If, if they're in love with you, there's <laughs> no way they're going to anyone else. Right, <laughs> right. That, that is so right. true. And I remember, too, uh, I am a uh, independent skincare consultant also. And when I was really getting into my skincare and cosmetics and they said, well, Michelle, are you going to be in the salon? Or are you going to be out there selling skincare cosmetics? It's like, I'm going to be in the salon. I mean, they they told me where they wanted me. Yeah. And I love doing it. They were my bread and butter. I'm going to yeah. be here in the salon for you all. Thank that's you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the important part when especially new businesses that are coming into the into the business space is understanding that it's your customers' needs that come first. Um yes. and, and not yours. I mean, we start businesses right. and you know, we're starting it for ourselves, but whatever services we're providing or products we're it's for them. And so yes. we have to make that place a welcoming place for them and, and create a, a a culture that wants them to come back. Yes. So, so yes. Michelle, with, with seven minutes left in your segment, I want I want to see what are some of the pointers you can give aspiring and upcoming uh, beauticians or, or people in your space, the hair care product space. What tips yes. can you give them to encourage them to be- become successful? I'm going to tell uh, So the people who are interested in the beauty industry, the sky is the limit for you or any business, but have a mission, have a vision and a value statement. Yeah, you need to have a target market, have a great product and service and be into sales and marketing and create a team. You need a good team with you. And um, no, too, I'm here. If you need me, you can always contact me. Mm-hmm. So well, successful, you would say successful entrepreneurs, they need a mentor, right? They w- would be good for them to have a mentor. It'd be right? good for them to have a mentor. And yeah, and speak up for yourself. Speak up for what you need. Yeah. A- ask someone. Yes. Yeah. For sure. For true. Yeah, honestly, uh, I know, both. you know, Gilbert and I are in the service industry. And and for me, it's all about service. It's all about when you come to my workshops or or even me working with you one on one. The takeaway has to be of value to you. So I go out of my way, making sure that you walk away with something. Right. Yes, and, yes. and that it, it it can make a difference in your business the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. so, so I work hard at that and I work hard at making sure that I have great pro, uh, 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 programs and, and, and keep everything up to date and fresh so that when you do come to me, uh, you will remember me forever. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. Oh, yes. We I- work in a very competitive space. You know, everybody out here is helping small businesses in some capacity or another. So we have to make sure you stand out. Um, 
And, and Michelle, I, you know, I've known you, I, I've met you through Recycling Black Dollars with Jackie mm-hmm. B. And Jackie mm-hmm. B was definitely a, a, a big supporter of yours. And I believe I came to one of, with her, to one of the, um, Cancer the health event. The health, the health event. event, yes. And I was just so impressed at how you put that together and just the ma- amazing women that were in the audience. And Gilbert, primarily everybody there was women. And All right. Just absolutely amazing <laughs> event. So, and Love she's it. got such a warm heart and she's been following us on the business zone and as well as she's over at the community briefing with me every Thursday. Yes. And, That's beautiful. Um, and that's another thing I want to say too. When uh, if you're an independent hair uh, stylist, make sure you create a business name and a great professional business name. That's where you start, maybe in the salon, creating yeah. your vision for yourself, yeah. and uh, always have your papers together because you're going to need funding. Okay, so okay, that is, that is what we preach on this show every week. You know, yes. being ready, being ready, having your, ready. all your documents there. Yes, that's beautiful. And a couple <laughs> other things I just want to say: uh, it's my faith that has carried me, and I take God as my business partner. And the Holy mm. Spirit speaks to me every day on different things. So I'm just so great for that another thing say your affirmations every day yeah yeah and expect a miracle every day yes yes i like that and stay informed stay connected stay encouraged contact me if i can help you i'm here i love it love it love it before you go michelle before you go i want you to address i want you to address the black women's network because your supporter here gwen goodman (laughs) is talking about it so let me hear about that a little bit that's what i want to say too uh you know i love joining different organizations black women's network recycling black dollars the bba the business a bit the black business association but Black Women's Network has been around for 43 years. Uh, it's a wonderful organization of women. Our motto is sisters in service to enhance resource sharing. I have now, been a member for I'm years. <laughs> now I serve as vice president and uh, BWN, my sisters, thank you all for showing up like you always do. Thank you, Gwen. <laughs> yeah, Gwen is a big supporter, and, and that oh, was um, yes. Marva Batterbay, the, uh, the founder, the founder oh, my of gosh. Black Women's. Yeah, but we we lost a, an icon when she. Oh yes. But you guys, I I give it to you. You guys have carried on in the same manner, the same style as she had within her vision. So congratulations, uh, 43 years, that's a long time. And you, and again, another incredible organization and I've been to their events as well. You guys do an amazing job. Gwen, you as well. Gwen, we need to get you on the show as well. Uh, all of you, Camilla, Camilla Blair, I've met her yes. in different capacities. Um, oh yes. Diane, I think I actually spoke at the Black Women's Network. Um, I did a presentation for you guys earlier last year, I believe. And I remember, um, you know, meeting all the great Yes, you did. You did last July. Yes. And you were awesome. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Well, we definitely want to thank you. Go ahead. We only bring the best to BWN. That's what I'm (laughs) talking about. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm hoping. 
I'm hoping someday, Michelle, someday you guys will will put a waiver on your policies and your protocol and bring me in also to address the women <laughs> of the Black Women Network. <laughs> okay? Thank you, Gilbert. We would love to have you. I love your spirit. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't don't go. Just stay stay on, on the line because we've okay. got another phenomenal woman that we're bringing on here right now. Yes. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna so, bring on our next guest and thank you. So don't go anywhere, Michelle, because we, okay. you know, after we do her interview, we want to have a conversation with the both of you because both yes. of you are women in business and we're celebrating women. Um, and and you know, there's a statistic that I read uh recently that even during the pandemic, the women, the women were the survivors of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. and, and and the growth of women entrepreneurs grew tremendously yeah. during, during the pandemic. pandemic. Mm -hmm. uh, so to, 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 to be exact, it grew 49 percent. 49 percent of new businesses were women owned businesses during the pandemic. So, yeah, it was. So now our new guest, our guest, uh, Ms. <laughs> Selena Thomas. She's an 11-year resident of Santa Clarita. She is a busy mom of three amazing daughters, and she is the CEO and founder of Six Degrees of HR Consulting and the host of a podcast as well called SCV Signal and a recent candidate for the Santa Clarita City Council. Uh, we welcome you, Ms. Selena. And uh, mm -hmm. talk about another business that really focuses on customer service and laws <laughs> and support of businesses. And I think there's a big need for um, there's a big need for outside HR consultants because yeah. when you work in a corporate world. Uh, over the years, the HR department is not necessarily there for the employee. It's no, it's there for, the, for the man. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the business zone, Selena. We are Hi, so everybody. happy to have you. <laughs> thank you. So much to unpack. And I just have to start by saying thank you for having me on. I was so excited. I'd spoken to Gilbert about a month ago about this opportunity. And so the timing is aligned. But to Michelle, you are so inspiring. I want you to touch on me. <laughs> that you like to touch on people and give them that energy and that spirit to believe in themselves. It's so important yes. to see that. And I I, I love to um, see stories of people with that type of legacy because we aspire, I'm eight years in the business, past that, that, that little teeter part where things might not go well. And certainly my industry, human resources, um, really accelerated during COVID because of the compliance factor. As a small biz pro, I saw we roll, using procurement, program, and control. As a small biz pro, I saw we grow, using procurement, program, and control. I'm a business man, yes, I'm an entrepreneur. 